Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia.
Good morning. Welcome to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. My name is Derek Starr Redwine. I'm the interim pastor here. A special welcome to all visitors who are here with us today in person or virtually or over the radio. We are different because you are here and for that we give God thanks and praise. Today we are celebrating communion during worship, so if you are worshiping at home, please take a moment to grab some bread and wine from the fridge so you can celebrate communion with us later in the service. For those worshiping in person today, thank you for being here. It's always wonderful to have your presence in this space. Thank you also for following our COVID-19 protocols that include wearing a mask, social distancing, fellowshipping outside, and no corporate singing. I appreciate your compliance and following of these rules. Thank you so much. Also, for those who are here today, your designated 2021, hard to believe, offering envelopes are available on a cart in the narthex. You can grab your offering envelopes on your way out if you haven't already. Thank you for all of, to all of you who are so generous to the church. As we begin a new year, 2021, I encourage all of you to find some way, to find one way to prioritize your discipleship your spiritual growth in the coming year. We all make resolutions this time of year, but one way to really deepen your understanding of yourself and the world and of God is to commit to a relationship with God that's deeper and more meaningful. You can do that by attending a Bible study. I host one every Thursday at noon. You can participate in the Love of God and Neighbor class or the adult education class on Sunday mornings. There are book groups and small groups. You can volunteer to read scriptures, to work in the radio room, to usher, to serve. Also, you can reach out to someone in the church you haven't seen in a while. Make a phone call, send him a note or an email. Christ is here. He is here in our world. He is here with us now, and he is eager to lead all of us on a journey, a journey that leads to our salvation. And now as we enter into this time of worship where God meets us as we are to invite us on a journey of faith, I invite you to join me in a centering prayer. Let us pray. Everlasting light, shining star, hope for a broken world, shine upon us now this day. Gift us with your radiance and light that we might be led to your eternal kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please join together in the call to worship as printed in our bulletin. For unto us a child is born, authority rests upon his shoulders. He shall, shall be, be named, named Wonderful, Wonderful Counselor, Counselor, Mighty God, God Everlasting, Everlasting Father, Father, Prince of Peace. The child shall judge the people with righteousness and justice. The, the needy, needy will be, be delivered, and those, and those without, without hope will be, will be saved. saved. We will be redeemed from oppression and violence, for we are precious in God's sight. Let us gather to welcome the newborn king. Come, let us worship the living God of hope. Please join with me in listening to hymn number 68 in the Presbyterian hymnal, What Star Is This with Beams So Bright, verses 1, 2, and 3. Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 97th year of radio ministry of Grace Covenant. Today's date is January 3rd, 2021, 
and today's broadcast is number 4,972. This morning's sermon, entitled Get Outside, will be delivered by Reverend Derek Starr Redwine, our interim pastor. Assisting in the service today are Christopher Martin, our director of music and organist, our liturgist, Dana McKnight, and our choristers, Stephanie Ald, Audrey Christensen, Aaron Cook, Anthony Warren, and Dan Cook. Our opening hymn is What Star Is This with Beams So Bright, verses 1, 2, and 3, which is number 68 in the Presbyterian hymn. In his letter to the Ephesians, the Apostle Paul tells us that Jesus is our access to God and that because of this, we may approach God with boldness and confidence through faith in him. Let us then approach God with the confessions of our sins this morning, knowing, believing that forgiveness awaits us on the other side. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, you are worthy of our greatest gifts, but we often do not bring you the gifts you deserve or desire. The Magi brought your child gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These days you require different gifts from us, radical hospitality, enduring faithfulness, relentless compassion, restorative justice. Help us bring the gifts that reflect your love mercy and grace. In your mercy, hear this confession, and the confession silence draws from our hearts.
Friends, do not be overwhelmed by the enormity of our sin or the reluctance in our hearts. God's love is stronger than both. In the name of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, I declare that our sins are forgiven. Alleluia and amen. Please join me in the prayer for God to illumine our hearts and minds. Let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Old Testament reading this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. Listen to God's word for us. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together, they come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant, your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you, the wealth of the nations shall come to you, a multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading is the last of the Christmas story story we all know by heart. I hope and pray we can hear it afresh and anew today with the Spirit's help. This is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. 
Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The word of the Lord. One of the great ironies, one of the great twists of the Christmas story is that it's outsiders who seek and find and worship the Messiah of Israel, while spiritual insiders, the leadership of the people, seek to eliminate the long-sought-after future king. This is a strange twist in the story, and it's not the only time this irony makes an appearance. This theme of insiders resisting Jesus while outsiders embrace him continues throughout Matthew's gospel. Time and time again, outsiders seek and find Jesus while insiders struggle, really struggle to accept him and his teachings. Sinners fall at his feet and worship him while the righteous, the religious, often argue with him. The poor, they can't get enough of Jesus, while the rich often leave an interaction with him grieving. And the sick and the blind and lame, they put all their trust in Jesus, while the strong and the healthy they kind of hedge their bets, waiting to see how the story will end. In Luke's gospel, this irony has a name. It's the great reversal, where the first will be last and the last will be first. This account, really, of wise men from the east coming to Jerusalem and asking, where is this child who's been born king of the Jews? This story is a foreshadowing of a trend, a trend that is especially troubling to insiders like you and me. I can't speak for you. I can only speak to my experience. But when I try to place myself inside the gospel story, I certainly see myself more as an insider than I do an outsider. I am, after all, a pastor, a protector and benefactor of tradition and orthodoxy. I'm I'm wearing a stole and a robe. And those are the very people in the gospel story who really struggle to receive and accept the gift God offers in Jesus. Truth be told, I think most of us here have a lot more in common with the insiders of the story than we do with the outsiders. We have more in common with the insiders who have everything to lose, a lot to lose from this relationship with Jesus than we do the outsiders who have so much to gain from his presence in their lives. We may admire, really admire the Magi for their willingness to follow a star, but I think few of us here would embark on what was likely a years-long journey away from all we know to worship a king who has yet to be given his crown. 
I mean, what, what compels somebody to leave their country and their family and their tradition to follow some new star that pops up in the sky? What gets somebody to leave everything for something wondrous, to be sure, but yet unknown? What kind of person does something like that? Well, certainly not someone who is content or comfortable, who thinks they have all the truth that they'll ever need. People who are willing to journey that far under those conditions to worship someone they never met are people who are looking for something, for anything, to change their situation. Those kinds of people are the kind of people that are always looking for more. The new Pixar movie, Soul, which I highly recommend, this movie, Soul, rotates around two characters of sorts. The first is Joe, a middle school band teacher whose life doesn't go quite the way he thought it would. And the other main character, the name of this character is 22, an indifferent soul who refuses to accept the gift of life on earth. With all her perceived clarity about the challenges and struggles of being human, 22 just can't see the benefits of heading down to earth to inhabit a body. From her perspective as a soul untethered by human limitations, the whole concept of being human seems an unnecessary inconvenience. She is fine right where she is. 22 has a change of heart eventually, but only after she spends a few days, by chance, in Joe's body back down on earth. Standing in the shoes of another person, 22 discovers some surprising joys about being human. The taste of a warm slice of pizza, the wonder of a pinwheel falling from a tree, the gift of jazz, the joy of dancing. And before you know it, all 22 wants more than anything is a chance at living the very life that for years she considered a complete waste of her time. It wasn't until she got outside of her situation, of her comfort zone, of her familiar world, and spent some time in someone else's shoes, it wasn't until then that 22 was able to see and receive this amazing gift that she had been freely given. If you feel stuck in your faith, if it feels a little stale perhaps, maybe you feel disconnected right now from God, please know you're not alone. That is a risk of being an insider. Over time, we can forget how precious a gift we've been given in Jesus. I'm convinced this is one of the reasons Jesus commands us to love our enemies and to do good to those who seek us, seek our harm. It's not only for them. This discipline is also for us. Because in loving the unlovable or seeking to understand the incomprehensible or trying to relate to the unrelatable, we step outside ourselves of just for a moment and realize and remember, perhaps, 
just how amazing and unexpected God's gift of love truly is. When we step outside, we rediscover the joy of faith. So how do we do it? How do we receive the gift of Jesus in a way that wakes us up from our slumber and fills us with joy, the kind of joy that wise men had? How do we let the story of God in the flesh inspire us and awaken us to all that is possible, both in our lives but also in our church and world? How do we get this story that we've heard hundreds of times, how do we get it to compel us to begin or restart the most amazing journey of our lives? Well, I think the story of wise men journeying from the east at the invitation of God that is really a story that is the gospel in miniature, I think this story gives us a really good clue on what we're to do. To truly receive the gift that has been given and let it transform our life together, we need to get outside. We need to get outside of our worldview, outside of our comfort zone, outside of our community. You want to remember the power of the gift you've been given? You want to hear the same, have the same courage and joy exhibited by the wise men? Read a book from someone who doesn't look or think or act like you. Spend time with people who make you uncomfortable. Expose yourself to different points of view. Stay curious, stay open, stand in mystery. Live as if there is always more to be discovered, more to learn. I think the message of the gospel is pretty clear. God comes to us. We don't find God. God finds us. Which means everything we know and believe and feel and understand about God is a gift freely given. It wasn't earned or given as some reward. It is a gift. And right now, God is pursuing you and me and every other person in this world to lead each of us and all of us to some new discovery, some new insight, some new understanding of ourselves, of the world, and of our God. God initiates, and we respond, and joy and understanding follows. But once we think we're in the inside, once we think we have the truth, once we value our comfort over our growth, the very inbreaking of God that is meant to inspire us to joyful worship can have the exact opposite effect. Instead of God's presence being a welcome surprise, it is seen often as an unwelcome disruption because to receive God in our lives, to receive the newborn king, to journey to his feet, to make the long trek, is to open ourselves up to transformation. And once you think you've arrived, why on earth would you do that? It's tricky, but the more time we spend inside, stuck in our temples, locked in our worldview, concerned with our own comforts and communities, the less capable we are of receiving the gift of God's Son, whose first visitors were idolatrous outsiders from a foreign land, astronomers, who arrived at the feet of Jesus at God's invitation. This year, I think it's going to be a challenging one 
different than 2020, but still challenging. It's going to be full of unexpected surprises and difficult conversations and opportunities for growth. And as you begin this year, I really implore you to get outside, not just to be in nature, which is healthy and good for you, but get outside. Be a person who searches high and low for meaning and purpose. Be someone who is open to new possibilities. Be a disciple who is willing to take risks, who looks to expand your community and your world. Be a wise one who is willing to respond to God's invitation, even when it means leaving everything you know. Preacher Fred Craddock tells the story about an unexpected dinner guest who ended up spending the night once at his home. As Craddock read the paper, the visitor played with his kids and taught them a new game. Watching him, Craddock couldn't help but wonder how long it had been since he had come home from work, got down on the floor, and played a game with his kids. He was judged a bit by the man's actions. Following dinner, the visitor said to Craddock's wife, Thank you so much for that meal. That was just a wonderful meal. Craddock tried to remember the last time he had said that to his wife. After dinner, the visitor went out for a walk and came back later with a spring in his step. Wow, he responded, you have the nicest neighbors next door. I met Mr. Young and his wife from Seoul. What a nice young couple. Craddock had heard that some Koreans had moved down down the street, but he didn't know them. When the visitor said their first names, he again was judged by the man's words. Craddock reflected that he had a familiar pattern in his life. Come home, read the paper, eat supper. Then here comes this stranger, and suddenly everything looks different. And Craddock thought to himself, where in the world, where in the world have I been? Amen. Please join with me in listening to him, Christ Be Our Light, verses 1, 2, and 5. listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon entitled, Get Outside, which was delivered by Reverend Derek Starr Redwine, our interim pastor. Our second hymn is, Christ Be Our Light, verses 1, 2, and 5, which is printed in the bulletin.
Please stand. Let us together profess our faith using the affirmation of faith as printed in our bulletin. Christians, what do we believe? We believe that God is present in the darkness before dawn, in the waiting and uncertainty where fear and courage join hands, conflict and caring link arms, and the sun rises over barbed wire. We believe in a with us God who sits down in our midst to share our humanity and loves us beyond all measure. We affirm a faith that takes us beyond the safe place into action, into vulnerability, into the streets. We commit ourselves to work for change, to bear responsibility, take risks, live powerfully, and face humiliation, to stand with those on the edge, to choose life, and be used by the Spirit for God's new community of hope. Welcome again to worship at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. I would like to take a moment right now to announce a congregational meeting on Sunday, January 17th after worship. It'll be to um, receive the budget, to be budget presented for 2021, but also a chance for us to vote on new officers for the coming church year. It's going to be a little different. We're in COVID world, so we're going to try something new. We're going to have the meeting in the sanctuary right after church. But for those who are at home or on the radio, we will encourage you to participate via Zoom. So stay tuned for more information about how we're gonna walk both those ways together and try this out. So thanks for your understanding and for making every effort to participate in that meeting on Sunday, January 17th. We've come to that point in worship where we receive the gifts that you have to offer, the gifts of your time and talent and treasure. Thank you for all your generosity in the past year, both to this church, but also to the community and to the world. Your generosity is a sign of God's presence, so thank you for all the ways that you give.
Please be seated. As we gather around this table this morning, both virtually and physically, to be strengthened in our own journeys of faith, I want you to hold in prayer some people this week. The first is our musicians. Offer them a prayer of thanksgiving, their willingness to offer their gifts of music. I don't know about you, but it is a balm. <laughs> it is such a gift in this time, so thank you. Keep them in your prayers, a prayer of thanksgiving. Also pray for healthcare workers, anybody dealing with the pandemic on the front lines. Keep them in prayers as things struggle and we, we work towards hope and progress in that area. And last, please keep in your prayers the family of Mary Whitley, who died this past Tuesday, a service celebrating Mary's life and the gift of new life that is found in Christ, will be held here in the sanctuary tomorrow at 1 p.m. You can join us for that service. COVID-19 protocols will be in place, or you can participate in the service via live stream. You can check out our YouTube page for that as well. As we gather around this table, that is the Lord's table. I want to thank those who brought today food, non-perishable food items for Feed More, Central Virginia's main hunger relief organization. It's part of our monthly tradition of communion on the first Sunday of the month. We are inviting folks who choose to worship in person to bring food donations on that Sunday. We hope this new practice will remind us that this table of bread and cup extends beyond these walls into the world that God so loves. This is the Lord's table. Our Savior invites all who hunger and thirst to be strengthened for their journey of faith, to share in this meal that he has prepared for each and every one of us. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, your creation is relentless. Just when we thought you were leaving us to our own devices, just when we thought the creation had been fully, completely separated from you, you sent your Son, the Christ child, to make his home in our arms. To a young woman named Mary and to a young man named Joseph, you blessed a child who would be the savior of the world. And their blessing is our blessing. We are called, commanded to share it. As an act of grace, God, you placed a star in the heavens guiding wise men on their journey. So too, we ask that you guide us, that we might see clearly the hope we have in you, we come from all walks of life and all perspectives and all in our own ways struggle to find and receive your promise. Illuminate our ways, gracious God, that we too might find you and kneel before you in joy. God of grace, we remember on that holy night, Mary and Joseph found room in the home of strangers to lay their child in a manger. Through them, seeking refuge and warmth, warmth, you made your presence known to the world. We remember how wise men gathered to worship the child who would redeem all of creation, their gifts brought to pay homage to the true king. Therefore, God, we give you thanks for the gifts of this table today, not gold and frankincense or myrrh, but bread and juice, the most common of elements that connect us are a true communion with you. As we get ready to be fed by you, we give you thanks for your gifts of grace and goodness as we begin a new year of faithfulness. May this meal of remembrance empower us to be your servants, going out into the world to proclaim your resurrection in both word and in deed, and to welcome all to partake in your reign of joy, peace, and love. God of grace, 
who comes to us and inspires us to action, to movement, to follow. Receive this prayer. Receive the silent prayers on our hearts today and the prayer your Son taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The Lord Jesus, night he was betrayed by his closest friends, he took some bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it and said, Take and eat. This is my body, broken for you. Whenever you eat this, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took a cup and said, This cup is a new covenant shed in my blood for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink, do this in remembrance of me. Friends, every time we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the saving death of our risen Lord until he comes again. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. These are God's gifts to you. Now, for those listening at home right now, this is when you can turn to one another and offer the bread of life and the cup of salvation around the room. We encourage you to do so. For those that are here this morning in church, we encourage you to come forward by the center aisle, keeping social distance. There's some trays up front with prepackaged communion elements. The center tray is for those who need a gluten-free option. Again, to remind you, there are two tabs on the cups. The first one is clear, and when you peel that back, you'll find the bread. The second one is purple. When you pull that back, you'll find the juice. Once you've received your elements and gone back to your seat, we encourage you to partake of them when you're ready. Come. All is ready for you.
I've forgotten how much I enjoy sharing a meal with people. Sitting up there, I was realizing this is the first time I've sat down for a meal with people in a month. <laughs> the last time we were together. Perhaps when this is all over, we might come to understand even more deeply how we experience the love of God in our presence and communion with one another. So thank you again for being here today and for sharing in this worship, but also in this feast. It's a good reminder of what will be soon for all of us. Let us pray. Generous and loving God, you are the source of all life, creating and sustaining every living thing. You are the source of all food, material and spiritual, nourishing us in both body and soul. You are the light that goes before us, shining into the darkness. May we be filled with your breath, nourished by your food, renewed by your living water, and sustained ever and always by your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please join with me in listening to hymn 63, As With Gladness, Men of Old, verses 1 and 4. Go now in peace to love and serve the Lord, confident that God's gift of amazing grace has been given to you. And like Jesus in response, may you always be ready to live generously, love expansively, speak boldly, act courageously, that the kingdom of your dreaming with its justice and abundance and joy may become the present reality for all the peoples of this world. Amen.
For the past hour, you have been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. Your announcer today has been John Harris, and the engineer was Steve Kemper. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return you to the Truth Network on WLES 590 AM and 97.7 FM.